They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet and I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the, the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi everyone, welcome back. Sorry about the couple weeks off. I actually just didn't have any interviews and now I have a ton. So I'm going to be busy recording and editing and we'll be back on schedule from now on i also have a subscriber episode out today so subscribers are getting two episodes in one day which is very cool so if you want to listen to angela from happy birthing she is answering all of your questions on natural birth i asked her a ton of questions and she gave just wonderful answers and she was so thorough and just gave such good advice for new moms you know pregnant moms everyone really (laughs) I learned so much and I have three children so yeah it was it was a really great episode and yeah we have a couple good ones over there so if you want to check that out The link is in the show notes. But today, here, we are talking with Jenna. Uh, Her first birth didn't quite go as planned, so she wanted a home birth, and she ended up having to transfer to the hospital. She was pretty disappointed, but went into her second birth very hopeful, and she had her redemptive home birth. It It went so smoothly, and... It was truly everything she could have hoped for. It was, it sounded like just such a beautiful birth. So you're just going to really love her positivity and yeah, it's a, it's a great episode. So I hope you guys enjoy and don't forget to follow Birth Naturally on Instagram at Birth Naturally 
And if you could just take a second to give the podcast a five-star rating and review wherever you listen, that would be very much appreciated. Okay, thanks guys. I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Okay. Welcome, Jenna. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about Bodhi's birth. Yeah. Why don't you start by telling us a little about you and your family? Yeah. So my name is Jenna. Um, My husband and I have two kids. So we have a two and a half year old Rose and then Bodhi is four months old. We live in Wisconsin and we own a health and wellness chiropractic office. Oh, awesome. When did you guys decide to start your family and how was your journey to getting pregnant? It took us, um, we knew we want, we know we want a lot of kids, so we want Mm -hmm. like four or five, hopefully. Um, and it took us about a year to get pregnant with Rose. And then after that, we knew that we wanted to have our kids close in age. So, um, we wanted to get pregnant fairly quickly after Rose was about a year but I actually never got my cycle back. So um, that was kind of an interesting twist. I like to talk about his conception journey because Rose was reaching 18 months and we knew we wanted to have our kids like two years apart or less. And I was like, okay, well, am I going to have to stop breastfeeding? Cause I was still breastfeeding. And um, surprisingly, all of a sudden I knew that my body was ovulating at 18 months postpartum. Um, I just was we, I tracked for natural family planning. So I was aware of what to mm-hmm. look for. And I got pregnant without getting my cycle back, like knowing that I was getting pregnant kind of thing. It was pretty cool. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so you didn't have a yeah. period for like a very long time. <laughs> yes. I have not had it for so long. And I'm like, can we just keep going with this? <laughs> I know, right? All right. Time for the next one. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and for you to be aware of that, like that's, that's crazy. But I guess, yeah, and I, you know, you're tracking in, you know what to look for, but yeah, yeah. and I hadn't obviously like it wasn't like I was, I wasn't tracking because I didn't have it, but I right. had in the past tracked it, which was mm-hmm. crazy. So I took that really into my birth of like being really in tune with my body and just like really connected to my body as kind of a theme for Bodhi's pregnancy and birth, which mm-hmm. I think that just really helped me get ready yeah. for the for the birth and everything at home. So, oh, I'm sure, yeah. So mm-hmm. how did your pregnancy go? Uh, I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no fun. I, I think it was extra worse this time because of a, having a two-year-old at home and mm-hmm. like being sick. Well, I, luckily I got to go hang out with my mom for like two weeks. She watched Rose and I legitimately like laid in bed for two weeks, about eight, when I was eight or nine weeks, that was so bad, but um, it got better. And then I was able to get back to like working out um, around like 18 weeks or so. 
throughout my whole, the rest of my pregnancy felt really good and was just excited and looking forward to birth. Yeah. That, that first trimester can really just suck the life out of you. <laughs> yes. I have some good memories of Rose patting me on the back over the toilet, oh, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> oh my gosh. So did you always know that you wanted a natural birth or was that something, you know, you kind of decided after getting pregnant with your first? Um, it's funny because if you would have asked me in like high school and like, you don't know anything back in the day, I don't mm-hmm. know when you're in high school, but I would literally be like, I'm having a C-section because I do not want to have a baby like right. naturally. <laughs> like it freaked me out. It was totally terrifying. Um, but then we got into the health and wellness. My husband's a chiropractor. So we just get into that world and everyone's talking about natural birth and all these things. And I just became like, knew that that's what I had to do and Mm -hmm. wanted to do. Um, and that's just where I feel safest would be at home for me. So that's what we plan to do for Rose. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. she was in a bad position, arm up above her head. I, my water had trickled open, ended up doing castor oil. It was just like a whole thing. I was very Uh dehydrated, sick. Um, and after about 30 hours in labor, we ended up transferring. So it was okay. It all turned out okay. I still had her um, vaginally in the hospital, but it left me feeling just like I was ready for redemption. I was very, I was kind of disappointed in myself, I would say, because I had really strived for that. And I'm kind of like a perfectionist. And when I go for something, I like, I'm very determined. So I felt pretty defeated. I mean, I had listened to these podcasts leading up to birth, like had done so much prep for her, her birth. And then I just was like, oh, I didn't do it. Um, leading up to Bodie's, I obviously didn't know what was going to happen, but I just really, really wanted a home birth. And I felt confident in myself and my new team. Um, cause I did get a new midwife and, and unfortunately my doula couldn't do it this time, but ended up getting a whole new team. And I just felt really confident that they trusted me and trusted my body and believed in me fully. Um, and that was something that I kind of did differently is I didn't let anyone in my space with like negativity, mm-hmm. not even negativity, but I just didn't even let anyone in my space that like questioned what I was doing in right. terms of like, cause at first, I don't know people say that and you're like, they're like, what are you doing? And this time I was like, Nope, I'm confident. Like if you don't have good things to say. I just don't really want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that just helped, it kept my space really safe for me. So definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that is such a tough feeling when, you know, you're so excited about giving birth a certain way and it doesn't go as planned. It really is a tough, it's, it's tough to get through that. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you were able to do it again and, and, you know, get the birth that you wanted. Oh, yes, I know. And it felt, <laughs> I hope everyone, if anyone ever goes through that, like that they don't feel super discouraged and they can keep pushing through because it was so worth it. And I, mm-hmm. I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> I know. I know that feeling very well. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. So what do you think, like just looking back on your first home birth, is there something that you would have done differently? I mean, do you think that, you know, had things maybe you had a different team or something that you would have been able to do it. So it's just hard to say. So with mm-hmm. Rose, my water broke at, so my water like trickled open at 5am and by, so 5am on Sunday morning and then at 8pm, mm-hmm. nothing was happening. So like mm-hmm. I, there was no, no contractions, nothing had happened. And so my midwife had recommended that I do castor oil and that's kind of what started um 
Mm-hmm. I like was vomiting and like everything just came out both ways oh, and I got gosh. really, really, de- yeah, really dehydrated really fast. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that was her medical or her opinion was that I should mm-hmm. do that to get it going. So did yeah. my waters close? Who knows? I mean, was it open? I just don't know. So I think also just like knowing what to expect with labor was, I don't know, your first time you have no idea like how yes. it's going to feel and I definitely handled his labor like way, way differently uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. So maybe that had a big factor in. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I mean, you you don't know, obviously. But yeah, being that dehydrated and stuff like that, you know, going into birth <laughs> is, yeah. is, would be very difficult. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out like when she was delivered, she was asynclitic. So she was just in a bad spot. And then mm-hmm. her hand was up above her head and Oh gosh. So I don't know, but oh good. Yeah. She's she's my wild child, and I'm not shocked <laughs> that that's how she came into the world. So. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so what else did you do to prepare for your home birth, your natural labor? Besides, um, obviously, I'm sure chiropractic care came was a big yep. part. <laughs> yeah, chiropractic care. I really also tried to stay moving way more. Um, I think I just with Rose, just like. I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. I'm just going to take walks. But I was at boot camp multiple times a week. I was eating much better than I did with Rose, I think, because I was feeling like okay at the end of my pregnancy, but I ate way more protein. I think that made a huge difference, honestly. I ate so much mm-hmm. protein. And then I did take um, that pain free birth course that kind of helped me get in to a good mental state. I watched so many. Um, birth videos leading up to birth and listen to so many podcasts and just like over and over and just constantly have all these good vibes and like good energy going into birth and thinking about all the people who've done it before me. Mentally, it was a huge, it's just a huge thing to prep for home birth. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, all of the, all of those things are so helpful. Even just watching the videos, listening to stories, they just put you in such a good headspace and really get you like excited to have your baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things I did was for Rose. So Rose was about two when he was born and I didn't know how it was going to go if she would be able to be at the birth, but I kind of wanted her there just because we had watched birth videos. I mean, we'd lay in bed in the morning and watch birth videos and talk about mom has a baby and mom is going to push the baby out. And, um, so spoiler alert, she was there and she loved it. <laughs> oh, that's so that, sweet. Yeah. So that was, we did a lot of prep with her too, just watching videos and she like talking her through what to expect and what could mm-hmm. happen. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how were you feeling as you approached your due date? Good. So I gave birth at 39 weeks with Rose and 39 weeks with Bodhi. So that was pretty crazy because I never oh, wow. got to, I haven't I know I haven't gotten to the point of like anticipation. Uh, yeah. It's like like my first time everyone told me to go like prepare for 42. So in my brain yeah. I was 42, mm-hmm. 42, and this time 42, 42. Um yeah, but I was that's so nice when you don't make it to your <laughs> I I know I like don't know what I'm gonna do if I go over it next time. <laughs> yeah, even my, go over past 39. <laughs> I know that's like such a good time to deliver because you're just like ready and like at that point you're ready. You know, it's not too early, mm-hmm. but you don't have to hit your due date and be like, oh man, because it is like it's that date is you know instilled in your mind. Like even if you do oh, yeah. prepare to go late like longer, it's still like once you pass that, you're like, mm, okay. But my first two were both 
for like a week early about. And so with my third, I was like, he's probably going to be even earlier. (laughs) I don't know Mm -hmm. why I thought that, (laughs) but, um, but no, he was five days past his due date. Oh no. (laughs) I was was like pregnant, like almost two weeks longer with him. And um, it was, it was tough. It's definitely tough. So you're lucky that (laughs) what were you doing at the end of you know, your pregnancy, were you doing anything to try to, you know, get labor kind of jump started or? I did um, like the raspberry leaf tea and the Mm -hmm. dates. Um, I was walking a decent amount, but um, I was, so I was 39 weeks and I went, like I said, I went to labor with Rose at 39 and my Mm -hmm. best friend, Laura, who's, she's actually been on your podcast. She um, talked, I think you just posted about it, but anyway, Laura was on your podcast. She had two home births and she is my absolute best friend. She lives in North Carolina and I wanted nothing more than to have her at my birth. But when Mm -hmm. your friend lives in North Carolina, you can't really plan that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she had planned to come see me at 39 weeks. So she was at my house at 39 weeks and she threw me like a little um, baby shower on Saturday morning, the morning that Bodhi was born. Um, So I'll, I'll get into like her whole story, but she plays a huge part in it is what I'm saying is like, she, I wanted her there and I didn't know if I was going to go into labor when she was there, but Mm -hmm. she just came to be with me. Um, and we were kind of, I drank, like I did like a, some turmeric shot the day before (laughs) to kind of get things moving. And then the day that he was actually born, I ended up doing the miles circuit because Mm -hmm. when I saw my midwives on Friday, prior to him being born, Uh, my midwife said he was still like above the pubic bone and just not really super engaged. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to do the mile circuit, see if anything happens. Cause I was like, I really want to give birth this weekend. (laughs) It's possible. Um, Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. why don't you just get into it? I'd love to, I'd love to hear like the timing just sounds very, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Really? It was so perfect. And I like that just, I think made a huge factor in like how easy and awesome my birth was because my Mm -hmm. best friend was there and she literally like controlled everything. It was so great. So (laughs) So, yeah, the morning, um, the morning of she threw me a little baby shower. We were just like all in our oxytocin. Like we got flowers, we put flowers up around the house. She was like, we're just gonna make this great. We cleaned up a little bit. I did the mile circuit around like two 30, um, which was not really pleasant to be that pregnant and like in downward dog kind of, but I'm sure (laughs) it was not super fun, but we just like hung out. We were playing with my daughter. And then shortly after I finished the mile circuit, I lost some of my mucus plug and we kind of got excited. We're like, Oh, maybe this is it. Like Mm -hmm. who knows? Um, my husband was gone. Actually, he had left to go um, hang out with a couple of his friends. I think there was a game on that he was watching, but anyway, he wasn't there. So at, um, five, so mile circuit two thirty, and at five 12, I'm kind of cleaning up the kitchen and my water breaks everywhere all over the oh kitchen. My gosh. <laughs> like, I guess it was very, we at home. <laughs> yes. Like very dramatic. It was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I'm like, start crying. Cause I'm so excited. Laura's like, Oh my gosh. We're like, this is happening. Oh my gosh. Like Rose is screaming. Cause we're screaming and she's all excited. And it was just really like a cool moment. I think about that often of just like the excitement, knowing that like my baby's going to be here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because oh I didn't, I don't know, just in like Laura was there. It was insane. <laughs> so then yeah. we called my husband and we're like, we didn't tell him, um, but we just told him like, Hey, like, 
we want you to come home. So he came home and he walked in the door and we're, I'm like sobbing with a towel wrapped around me. Like we're going to meet our baby. Um, oh, it was really cute. That's so, so sweet. After, yeah, it was, he was like, what? You're kidding me. This is crazy. <laughs> so um, after that, like it only took about an hour until my like tightenings started to increase in intensity and become like actual contractions. So by 6.15, I was having contractions, like not unmanageable, but just like they were definitely starting and I started to focus my breathing through them. That was something that I did not ever get control of the first time. But this time I felt like I had control over like Mm -hmm. my breathing. And I was like, really, even though they were light, I was still trying to like go into them and just allow them to happen. So, um, and I, I listened to John Mayer the entire <laughs> labor. <laughs> so everyone jokes that he was my like doula, my John Mayer doula. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> just, yes. I had my headphones in just dancing to him. So, um, we ordered pho. I had some noodles and I was still just like having a good time. Like it was just exciting. We were just kind of hanging. I'd get a con- like contraction. I put Rose to bed about like seven o'clock and I remember just sobbing, putting her to sleep because, you know, you're putting your first baby to sleep knowing you're about to meet your next one. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a crazy feeling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, you're not going to be my baby anymore. That was, I also was told once that I put my child to sleep, my contractions would probably amp up. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, okay, here we go. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Mm-hmm. So then she was down about seven, seven thirty-ish. And like I said, I was just laboring. Like it felt really easy considering how it felt with my first one. And I was like, this is like easy. I was kind of having fun. I was just breathing through them. I was in the shower. The shower was a like good relief for me. I mean, Carl describes it as literally my husband Carl describes it as like I was just like dancing in the kitchen, like swaying mm-hmm. and it was kind of felt easy and fun. And Laura mm-hmm. was awesome because she was timing my contraction. So I had no idea what was going on in terms of that. She oh, was timing. Nice. Yeah. It was, everyone should have a best friend there. She was taking videos, which is I like, those are just amazing. What else is she doing? Um, she put on all my diffusers in my house, like lit the candles. Like I didn't have to do any of that. Neither did my husband, which was really cool. And I, I did have a doula, but she ended up getting there later. Just because I wasn't really feeling like I was in active labor <laughs> um, and we were just like chilling. So that was really great. And about 8.20, I think my contractions were getting like closer. I want to say four minutes, minutes apart or so. And Laura ended up calling the midwives to come, but all my midwife and my doulas, they or my midwives and doulas, they were about an hour away. So um we knew that we had to call them like semi early because they're about an hour away. But also I was like, there's no way I'm in labor, active labor. Like it's going to be a while. <laughs> it was not a while. Um, so about 8.20, she calls them and then they arrived at about 9.30. And I was still just kind of laboring in my room, in the bathroom, swaying my hips. I felt really in control and just felt really good. But I was excited to get in the pool because I've been looking forward to getting in the pool and I liked the water and the shower. So when they got there at about nine 30, 
I got in the pool and I was like, I am ready for the long haul. Like, I know this might not be it. I, I honestly pictured getting in and out of the pool a couple of times and like, just, mm-hmm. I didn't really think that it was going to happen that quickly. So, but all the yeah. water also, the water also was not very high. So that's like my one thing that I would have changed in my birth is they were, we couldn't, because I used all the water in the shower, mm-hmm. the water in the tub was not very high. So like I had to get really low. So oh, that wasn't super, yeah, that wasn't very comfortable. Not the most comfortable thing, but <laughs> no, but it did feel really good to get in the water. I'm sure. um, and honestly, within like 20 minutes, I felt just so like open, like weirdly mm-hmm. got in the water and my, I was, my body was able to open and I like immediately felt a shift of the contractions were definitely becoming more intense. I would say that they weren't, I would say prior to that, they weren't like painful. I was just controlling them and like breathing through them. But now they started to get like more intense and more painful. Um, and all of a sudden I felt him coming and he was like, it was, it was happening. That fetal ejection reflex was just going. So at about, I, I think it must've been about 10, 15, 10, 20, he started to make his entrance into the world and came on pretty quick. I had a couple contractions there. I was like, he is coming. He's coming out, roared him out. His head came out in the tub. Um, and then it got a little, um, questionable for a minute. Cause I was pushing and pushing, I think through maybe two contractions and he was not coming out anymore. And my midwife felt, and he was just a little sticky. His shoulders were just a little sticky, not too, not like, I mean, she told me it wasn't too scary. I have no idea, but um, (laughs) um, she, they instructed that I stand up. So I, with his head out, I stood up out of the tub and got into like a lunge position on the side of the tub. And with one very comfortable, you know, (laughs) everyone says that to me and I'm like, in the moment, it was just like, I had nothing. I don't know. I had no other choice. So I didn't even think twice and it didn't hurt. It just was Mm kind of like, I had to do it. So anyway, got up and got in the lunge and he came out, roared him out and he came out and it was just the coolest moment to have Rose was also, oh, yeah, Rose was there. Um, my oh, sister Somebody woke her up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my sister-in-law had went and she was there in charge of watching Rose and the dogs. And so she went and got Rose when, when I got in, well, not even when I got into the tub, but when I started to like actually have those contractions where he sounded like he was coming, she went and got him. And yeah, that was so wild to just like have him there. And um, oh my God. it was definitely a little startling that I was like on land because I kind of pictured like a water birth and Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden I was just holding him and I was like oh my gosh I did it like uh, literally (laughs) I get goosebumps it was just the best feeling oh my gosh I'm sure and for I'm sure like after your water breaking when labor you know started on its own like that must have been such a good feeling because oh you know with your first birth you know having to do things to actually make labor get started and you know, just, it didn't seem like your mm-hmm. body was doing what it was supposed to. And this time it did exactly what it was supposed to. For sure. Yeah. That's for so sure. Cool. Wow. I've, and it's like, it's so funny too, because you often hear about how when people get into water, like their labors slowed down a little bit mm-hmm. and yours did the exact opposite. 
I know it was crazy. That's why I like got in thinking like, oh, like this will be nice. Like I'll get yeah. in and out. Like it'll be a while. Uh, no, it was literally like I immediately <laughs> felt this like shift of my. I was just open. It was insane. It was crazy. Yeah, and like, so. did you even like feel that transition? Besides, like, I mean, I know you were saying like, you know, feeling open, but you didn't actually feel like. Did you feel like going through a transition? And it sounded like it was like such a quick process. Yeah, not really. I don't, I remember having a contraction standing over the bed before I got into the tub and I got really hot. Like, and I said, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> and, um, and I think my, everyone kind of looked at themselves, but I was still just like, like I was, I mean, people say pain-free and like, it definitely was not pain-free, but those contractions leading up were as close to pain-free as like I could have asked for. Wow. It was just weird because I was so in my head, like, controlled and like confident and just, I don't know. So I, Mm -hmm. I think maybe that could have been transition right before I got into the tub and then got in and it was like, things were a little bit quieter for a few Mm -hmm. minutes. And then all of a sudden (laughs) he came came through. (laughs) That's so cool. Wow. So your whole labor was really just a few hours. Yeah. Five was like five hours total and maybe two hours of like two and a half of like actual active labor wow it was that is, it was that, incredible that's, yeah that sounds like such such a great birth <laughs> it really does it was I couldn't have honestly like looking back the only thing is I would have asked for more water at the top yeah <laughs> <laughs> such a small thing too uh-huh but it there's, was awesome there's something about that water I, mean, I didn't do a water birth but I, the shower was just oh it's just it feels so good it really does <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah. So how has your recovery been? Great. Um, I, I stayed in bed for, I committed to staying in bed for at least 10 days afterwards just to heal and recover. So I'd help with Rose during those, those days. And afterwards I just took it easy for the couple of weeks after that. And I'm feeling really good. I'm, I got back to the gym at, I think eight weeks postpartum. I felt ready to go. Yeah, feeling really good. Bodhi is, I would say, much more chill than Rose in general. So he <laughs> makes it pretty, pretty easy. He's really chill mm-hmm. and easygoing and sweet. Oh. It was definitely a transition going to two. Rose had yeah. a, a kind of a tough time of understanding that like she's not the only kid anymore. But now we're finally getting into a groove of she's very kind to him and helpful and it's great. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, how, how different was it, you know, between giving birth in the hospital and your home birth? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I had a good experience in the hospital. Like it was okay for what what happened, but Mm -hmm. the next morning I had said, I wanted sourdough, um, cinnamon rolls Mm -hmm. after giving birth and Laura smuggled sourdough across (laughs) TSA on the airplane. And she made me sourdough (laughs) cinnamon rolls so I sat in my bed after birth and she brought me cinnamon rolls and sausage. And it was, I had my baby nursing. It was like the best moment of my, it was so great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Sitting in bed. <laughs> so comfortable yeah. with everyone, you know, that you love around you. It's yeah. That's such it a was really feeling. cool. And just to have Rose there, like it would have been hard for me to be away for a couple of days from her, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and knowing like she was so excited for the birth and she's so funny because 
she is totally like a natural birth lady now because she'll be in her like tub outside, like flashing around playing outside in the, in the pool. And she goes, Oh, I pushed baby out. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Who she's... knows what's, uh, what's in store for her then one day. <laughs> I know someday, hopefully she'll, hopefully she'll, I mean, if she wants to have a home birth, I would love to be there and help her catch her babies. Cause oh I think gosh. that'd be so cute. Yes, definitely. She asks to watch his birth video all the time. Watch baby Bodhi be born. That's so sweet. Um, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I can watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So do you have any advice for moms who might be considering a med-free birth? Mindset, I think, is my biggest advice is really get into your mind and prep it. Surround yourself with positive birth stories, positive birth affirmations. Um, You can be physically ready for it. um, But I think the mindset is the biggest thing and knowing like who's on your team that they support you and always surrounding yourself with people who believe in you and have zero doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, That was really, really big for me. I just had no room for doubt in any of the people around my birth, whoever I was contacting when I went into labor, like I, I had only contact with people who I knew were like, she can do it. She has got it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, prepare yourself, listen to all these podcasts over and over because they'll definitely help you get into a good mindset and know that you can do it. Yeah, definitely. I love mm-hmm. that. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? I'm like kind of active. I'm not super active on social media, but um, I am at Jenna Jens. If you would like to find me, I have my birth video on there. I just posted it for Bodie's four months. So you can take oh, a look awesome. at that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Yes. Thank you so much. It was really great and really a cool moment for me because I remember listening to podcasts before my first birth and I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get to share the story. And then I was mm-hmm. so excited that I'm able to share his story and my redemptive birth. And it feels really good to be able to talk about how awesome his birth was. Thanks so much for listening. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please give it a five-star rating and review wherever you listen and if you want more content and more episodes you can subscribe just click the link in the show notes and don't forget to follow on instagram at birth naturally have you guys heard of love every the first time i heard about them was in jenna's episode which was all the way back in episode 13 She told us about these products that she was using for her baby and she mentioned that she didn't even have to buy any other toys or books because she got all of that in these play kits. So they produce educational toys, books, and games and their subscription boxes. So their toys are built to last and made with sustainably harvested wood, organic cotton, non-toxic paint, and baby-safe plastics. So you don't have to worry about the toys at all. They're completely safe. They're actually Montessori-focused toys, and they're really good for babies and kids' brain development. So they actually now have four-year-old play kits and you can save 10% when you prepay for these play kits for children three and older. So you can just head to the show notes and use the link to save on these amazing products.